Hey everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the Super Super 8 Podcast. It is uh, Labor Day, Monday, um, Monday night, and um, I am drinking some beer that I'm not a fan of. It is a uh, Plum Island Belgian White uh, from Newburyport. Um, it was new. It doesn't taste terrible, but it's, um, it's, uh, not, not quite my taste. Um, but I'm drinking it. You know, I'm not, not gonna drink it. Um, it's lucky enough to have the day off. What has happened over the weekend? Um, this will probably get posted delayed. Um, Anchor takes a bit of time to forward all the uh, distribution methods for Spotify and iTunes and all the other places that you'd find podcasts. So it's really only available right now on Anchor. Um, by the time this catches on, of course, um, I imagine it'll people will be listening to it later anyways. But I'm hoping it kind of pushes through relatively soon. Um, but it is the weekend, so... Um, so I made a boo-boo a couple days ago since the last podcast, um, the day after I made the last one, the OM10 that I had mentioned that was having a metering issue, um, I stumbled upon it looking for a, um, I was actually looking for a mailer, um, I thought I might have had an extra one lying around in a closet or something, uh, for the Super 8 to send it in. And in doing so, I stumbled upon my OM10, just kind of sitting, locked away. Um, and I hadn't touched it in months, because it was, you know, the metering's messed up. I didn't want to waste film in it until I could figure out what was wrong with it. So, again, I haven't touched it in months. I'm not sure how long, but quite a bit of time. Um, probably, I want to say, January, February, probably. Probably. February, 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 um, tomato, tomato, um, so instinctively I picked it up and the batteries are still in it, still having issues, uh, it, it just kind of gets stuck on the 60 frames a second, or like the, if you actually look in the viewfinder, it's the setting for, uh, what it defaults to when there's a flash attached, which I guess is a common issue with this, it's, the uh, Perhaps the contacts on the top are corroded, and they don't look too, too bad, but I tried to clean them up. I'm going to try, actually, with some solution um, in the near future. But uh, somebody actually said to take an eraser and wipe it down, and I tried that. didn't work. So it might actually be some wiring inside. I'm not sure. But I'm um, hoping it's superficial and external. But anyways, uh, I picked it up, and because I hadn't touched it in months and months and months... I opened up the back, and there was some Portra 400 in there, and I don't know how much of it I shot. I don't know how... I immediately closed it. Uh, the OM-10 does not have a film window, so you don't know if there's a film in it ever, which is kind of a pain, but um, I think it was towards the beginning of the roll, because I, I took a couple shots with it, and um, I've taken about eight or nine now. Um, obviously, the first couple are probably trashed, but... Um, you know, the second half of the roll, depending on how much was actually shot, uh, might be salvageable, so... Because it was still in the canister. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, I, uh... Amateur mistake. I forgot. I have a tendency to forget 
film in cameras um, if I'm not shooting. Or if, you know, I just have bad luck right now. It's I'll buy these cameras, they work, I'll have a roll in them, I'll have half a roll in them, and then realize that they're broken or they break on me halfway through a roll. Um, actually, the 400SI, the Minolta Maxim 400SI, that has a roll of portrait in it as well. And I'm toying around with the idea of... Uh, I have a dark light bag, and I'm thinking of tr- uh, transplanting it into another camera. Does that sound crazy? Uh, at the very least, um, I'm, I, and because the camera doesn't even turn on anymore, um, I don't know how much of it I shot, which is the wor- it's even more confusing. Because if most of it or more than half was shot, I would just, you know, manually try to uh, rewind it into the canister, just send it in and call it a day. But um, the frugal um, cheapskate part of me is just like, I think I can... I want to be able to figure out if I can uh, get this into another camera and take the rest of the and shoot the rest of the roll. Um, so, uh, film talk side, still photography talk side. Uh, I'm going to send in the. I bought some mailers today, at the grocery store. Crazy, right? Uh, in New England, they have this wonderful chain of uh, regional stores called Market Basket. Um. I personally am a fan. Uh, they pride themselves on just trying to be the cheapest around, but having name brand stuff. They, you know, they they're making money, but they they really try to emphasize that they're trying to give you the best value possible. And it's not one of these places uh, that sells like off-brand stuff. Um, I don't want to name call because I I'm not sure about what these stores are called. I forget. And I think there's like a price rate or something, or price mark or some, something. Down in Rhode Island, I've been to a couple times. I think Aldi's is one of those. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Those are getting popular around here too. But anyways, um, it's not one of those knockoff. Try like not one of these knockoff style stores. Uh, but anyways, I bought some mailers, eight nine cents a piece. Uh, bought what three of them? So I want to um, figure out the USB situation. Send that bad boy in this week. And uh, wait patiently and um, see if this Niso 3056 uh, produces stellar images or what. Um, I was I was really getting excited uh, this weekend uh, watching some Niso film on YouTube. Uh, go check it out. Uh, just type in the Braun Niso or Niso Super 8 on YouTube and, and just... Really exciting. Um, obviously the uh, the Niso the uh, the three digit um, Niso models. There's, there was like twenty or thirty different types of models over you know a span of twenty years or so. Um, I think I might have mentioned in the last episode that this one was manufactured in 1978 between 1978 and 1980, um, which really puts a perspective on the quality of engineering that went into this um it has like a little like uh i don't want to say throwback because it was before so it wasn't it's, it's kind of like a um it you know on the side it, on the side of the handle it says made in west germany um which is just incredible i mean i 
I don't know anything about German history. West Germany? It wasn't West Germany like where Berlin is? I don't know. I'm totally talking out my ass now. Um, but anyways, uh, what's that? What's the saying? You know, the Germans always make good stuff. But anyways, go check out some Nizo film on YouTube. Get excited. Um, I personally... I personally think, um, and I'm starting to believe that this brand of, of Super 8 camera might be the best. If you can splurge a couple hundred bucks um, for a Braun Super 8 camera, um, I think that you will find that it might be the best option out there right now in terms of sustainability, reliability, um, and just quality. It, it's heavy. It's not too heavy, but it's it's it feels sturdy in every consumer style. I mean, this is just this is. I would say this is prosumer. It's not. I don't know if it would be considered technically professional, although it does have a mic and um, headphone jack. Um, I forget if I mentioned this, but the mic. I actually have the mic that came with it, but the mic jack and the um, headphone jack are not eighth inch or quarter inch. It's like this MIDI looking um, port. Um, it's a very proprietary style port and it's fascinating. Um, there are a few places out there, if you pay extra, they will scan the audio track for you. Although I think, um, at least from the research that I've done, uh, most places that uh, we'll scan and process, um, process and scan, um, if we're being chronological here. Uh, most places that process and scan will not do the audio track. It's just too much of a pain, or their scanners just aren't set up for it. Um, and they can't be bothered, which I'm not... I, I kind of want to, just for, like, just out of fascination. Um, and it came with the mic. That's the craziest part. The headphone jack, I have no idea what kind of connection this is. But um, the mic came with it. It looks like a mini port, though. Um, it's not a mini port, obviously. But uh, it looks just like it. It's fascinating to me. So, yes, I'm going to send in the Super 8 film this week. Um, I have definitely procrastinated on this far too long. Um, but I'm going to force myself to, um, one thing to know about me is that I have a insane procrastination problem. And I know that most people will probably say that everybody does, but to me it's, it's on a detrimental scale. Um, so let's get over that, shall we? Um, some eBay updates. I don't want to make this whole podcast entirely about uh, me just surfing eBay or anything like that, but um, I want to give some updates on what I mentioned last time, because I can't remember exactly what I'd mentioned last time. I recorded like a first five minutes of this the other day, and then, um, and then um, I decided to scrap it because I didn't finish it. Um, so yes, I won the the vintage pennies Zenor, Zenor, Zenor. I don't know how to pronounce it. Super eight camera looks very primitive. That's on its way. Um, actually, it says I should get it tomorrow. Wow. Uh, okay. Sure. I'll take it. Um, the half frame camera should get a week from tomorrow. And today, 
I ordered a 16 millimeter reel. Unfortunately, I wasn't intelligent enough to see if this was a split reel, as I kind of need a split reel. I don't know if this thing comes apart or not. It probably doesn't because it's plastic. That's real unfortunate. Um, so the reason I wanted to buy a 60, I, the reason I needed to buy a 16 millimeter reel, um, was because I want to, I may have mentioned in the last couple of, um, episodes, I have two expired rolls of, um, Kodak, uh, movie film motion picture film um, they're on 400 foot rolls and those are meant to be mounted into a 400 foot um, magazine they call them um, the later model Bolexes from the maybe late 50s and early 60s or mid 60s until they stopped being manufactured um, those uh, a lot of those a lot of the more professional or higher end H16 Bolexes um, 16 millimeter, of course, uh, had the ability for a 400 foot magazine, um, professional uh, RE, um, SR2s, um, SR3s. Was there an SR3? I believe so. And the the newest one uh, begins with a four. What is it? RE 416. Um, uh, so those are those have those. I can't speak right now. Um, those took 400 foot magazines you'd put the 400 foot reel inside of it in a dark bag or a dark light tent um but for most people affordable 16 millimeter um, cameras which were much older or meant for more home use uh, those took 100 foot reels so i have a bunch of blank or uh, i should say empty 100 foot daylight spools the little metal things and you can get them now brand new online as well they come in a little box and inside the box is the reel pop the reel in you run it through the camera etc etc um but uh if you can find some expired reels online you can get film for cheaper um i forget exactly what i paid actually i can tell you um but while i'm looking that up i I thought I would just be able to open it up, open the can up, the 400 foot can up in a in my dark light bag, and kind of just re-spool it, spin it on a um, 100 foot daylight spool, which I am reading on the very few articles or very few forum posts that I've stumbled upon, uh, basically recanning. 400 I'll call I'll just call it recanning for the lack of a better term recanning 400 foot down to 100 foot spools you can't just do it by hand the reason that is is because the film is on a just a I don't know like an inch or two or three inch um, diameter spool now if you take it out of the can uh, unless it's completely vertical and on some kind of spindle um, it will basically just disintegrate. It will not disintegrate, but it will fall apart into a tangled mess. And I don't want that to happen. And I don't, obviously I don't have any, um, cores. They call them cores. So the plastic cores that are in the middle of the film that the film is spun on. Um, I don't know the diameter of that. I don't have any on hand. Um, the 400 foot spool is on a core. 
and I don't know how I would go about making a spindle for it and mounting the spindle to something and then getting all that stuff in the dark light bag um, getting the re- getting opening the can inside the dark light bag mounting it to the spindle in the dark light bag and then trying to spin it onto a hundred foot spool um, it's this is going to be slightly more complicated than I anticipated. Um, but I bought them, so uh, purchase history. So yeah, there's that. And then there's a lot of people saying that um, there's this whole rewind process where you need to get it onto a rewind reel, which I just bought. And then you have to get it onto another one in case it's only single perf, except for these are double perf. Um, so that's the convenient part, but it's it's going to be a whole process. Um, and the reason why it needs to be a split reel is so the core will actually fit on it. Not sure if this one is, unfortunately. I don't think it is because it has a boxy, has a square hole on one end of it, or actually right through the middle of it. It doesn't look like it comes apart, unfortunately, which means that the core, this might be useless to me, unfortunately, but I just kind of bought it. Uh, spontaneously because it was so stupidly cheap. Um, that uh, it's such a bummer. Um, actually, let's uh, Google that. 16 millimeter split reel. Um, split reel. Wow. Uh, these are going for like 50 bucks a pop. That's not happening. No way. That's why these are so expensive. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling. Somebody had mentioned it. Holy cow. Wow. These are very expensive. For a chunk of metal that comes apart. What a bummer. Um, yeah, I just found that out. Wow. Uh, 35 bucks plus $20 shipping. That's crazy. Um... Am I crazy? Maybe I'm just crazy. Who knows? Split reels. Okay, so split reels are really expensive. Um, well, depending on where your perspectives perspective lies. Um, again, I'm a cheapskate. I think that fifty dollars plus shipping for a split reel for so essentially sixty bucks, seventy bucks, eighty bucks for a split reel is uh, a little crazy. Um, okay, back to so getting these 400, getting these uh, 400 foot reels to uh, 100 foot reels are going to be a little interesting, um, but you know I'm dedicated to it. I'm 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 so like I'm I'm doing it now. Like I have to do it. So the two um, 400 foot reels that I purchased are so Kodak uh, 7247. Uh, color negative 64, which I don't know what that number stands for, tungsten 100. And Kodak 7293, color negative daylight 160, tungsten 250. Now, both of these films expired in, I think one of them was 78 and the other one was 1980. That's crazy. And there's very little test footage online. Um, I'm told. Uh, fun fact, I was told that, I read on a forum, I should say, that the original Star Wars movie, the very first one from 1977, was shot on this film stock, or one of those film stocks, I forget which one, which is kind of cool. Um, 
40 years later, well, it's probably closer to 45, 50 now. Um, um, so we're talking about a very old film stock. It expired quite a while ago, and it's probably manufactured what, a couple years before that. I forget. Uh, I don't know movie stocks in terms of their sustainability before their um, – you know, because uh, you're still photography, you're still film. You know, you get a you get a roll of Ektachrome, and it's X amount of years out. But I feel like it's closer to ten years of viability standard. Um, but motion picture film, I'm not entirely sure of. Again, I'm new to this, so I I, I don't have too much experience buying a brand new film. But I will tell you right now, when is this Kodak? Brand new roll of Kodak Tri-X. Um, looking for an expiration date. I don't see it. Yeah, it's not going to tell me, unfortunately. Well, that's that's a thing. So yeah, um, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to respool those. I'll probably leave it there before I start ranting more than I already have. Um, some things to look forward to. I will eventually make an episode in the near future, kind of combining and compiling all the different places I've discovered over the year, over the past year or so, um, on anything film related. We're talking still photography, motion picture photography, um, videos, uh, YouTube channels. Um, stores, online stores where you can buy film, anything film related, still photography and motion picture, and of course, much better podcasts than the one um, that you're listening to. Um, and some of the ones that I listen to that get me amped and excited about shooting anything film and analog related. Um, but I just wished there was a place or a, like a, a definitive list of all things film related in terms of stores. Um, you know, I'll listen to one podcast and they'll talk about how they bought this film there as if like, and they're talking about it just kind of in passing as if everybody knew about it. I'm like, Oh, what store is that? And I'll Google it and I'll tag it and kind of write it down. And then I'll listen to some other podcast and they'll be talking about some other store, some other podcast. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that this was some other podcast that I hadn't been listening to. And I add that to the list and I start following them and it's, but it's very piecemeal over the course of just kind of like going through the backlog of some podcasts or videos or uh, some links that I discovered on a forum or something like that. So, and it's not obviously it would never be officially complete, but uh, it's it'll be a pretty large list of just um, anything film related, still photography and motion picture photography related. Um, I don't expect to get my super eight files back anytime soon, but that will be in a future episode. Um, I want to talk, I want to kind of give a definitive, um, review and kind of a rundown on my super eight camera. Um, I want to do some teardowns of a Bolex H 16, which there is kind of a gap in videos and documentation. Um, you know, arguably one of the, one of the largest produced, Matt. One of the probably the mass produced, the biggest mass produced 16 millimeter camera out there was the H16 because it was produced from the 1930s up through the 60s, and um, nobody has documentation on how to pull these things apart. And if you can find the rare uh, service manual, not just the operation manual, but the service manual online 
goes for hundreds and hundreds of dollars because they're very rare. Um, there are a couple of videos that I found that I dug for really, really hard for, and um, no, nobody has a definitive walkthrough on kind of pulling one apart. Um, I might have mentioned in the first episode, uh, I, I bought a second one that was broken, and I believe the spring is broken inside of it. Um, something's definitely broken inside of it. Um, it's just a matter of finding out what. But there are no directions. There are no forum posts, forum posts. There aren't any videos or any documentation uh, that's publicly out there that I could find um, really showing anybody how to pull one of these things apart. And that baffles me. Um, I've kind of half taken it apart. I haven't quite gotten all the way through. Some of these screws have been on there for, you know, since probably the early 50s, I believe this model was. It is a, one of the first H16, uh, one of the first reflex models, I should say. Um, it doesn't have the cool retro labeling on the side that says, like, reflex. Uh, it's not like a Rex 5 or anything, which I believe is a pretty popular version um, that go for quite a bit of money online. And I figured, well, I bought it for pretty, pretty pretty low price um and i figured well how hard could it be to pull apart and to find a part for and uh not only is it becoming a, a bear to get a part two i'm going at this blind because there's no direction and three um or two was that three we'll say three um I don't know if I'll be able to find the broken part for it, and or will I be able to get it back together and functioning properly? That is the question. So it'll be a learning experience for everybody, um, and I look forward to getting my hands on that new Super 8 camera this week as well, um, and just kind of growing my arsenal of Super 8 cameras. And I want to make an episode about uh, cost. Um, again... I would consider myself a proud cheapskate. Um, I do invest in film, and I will in the future uh, once kind of my... Ex uh, ex uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ex expendable income? Uh, I can't think about words today. I can't think of words today. It's it's a Monday night. I didn't work. It's Labor Day. That's my excuse anyways. This will happen a lot, and I'll have various excuses for all of these things, but... Um, my disposable, hello, that's the word I was looking for. Um, as my disposable income grows in terms of uh, the amount I can spend on things that don't particularly make me money right now, and just technically a hobby right now, although I would love for it not to be um, a hobby. I'd love for it to be more than that. But um, it'll be slow going in terms of growing the arsenal and really getting my hands on things that I can provide uh, to you guys in terms of just valuable, meaningful information. Um, I hate to just be somebody on here ranting about my own experiences. Uh, there's enough content out there, and perhaps not in podcast form on the Super 8 uh, topic, but, um, you know, I, there's there's just too much stuff out there. I, I, I have my own opinions on... Uh, People who just create it just for the sake of creating, um, uh, causing causing a lot of grief and wasting a lot of time. Um, not uh, not in terms of this particular um, 
this particular realm or topic not in the film photography world because it's such a niche thing right now i believe or the resurgence anyways there's definitely not an amount of podcasts or videos or series that could possibly ever come out that i would ever get tired of but um i make music and I just kind of have this, it's just content fatigue, really. And I don't want to be anybody who just makes a bunch of useless content, just talking to talk. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm doing that. So um, I'm going to try to create some some meaningful, pointed, uh, purposeful content uh, coming up. So um, <laughs> as if uh, everything that I've done so far hasn't been. Um, but yeah, it's all kind of introductory. Um, I try not to make these things too, too long unless I have some things to say or I have somebody on, which hopefully I can do in the future. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Um, I'm sure it was lovely, as you're probably hearing this a couple weeks from now, if not later. I hope your week's going well. And uh, just remember that uh, everything that I've said uh, is probably wrong anyways. So um, I'll just leave it at that. See you next time.